You look at like just the custom gifting space is something like 30 billion, but that's just like giving gifts. You know, when we start to talk about collaborative products or like creating content, you know, I, I think of it a little bit as being anyone who listens to music and like find me someone that doesn't. That, that seems to be like an absolutely huge opportunity there. What's very evident is that content creators are creating all the time and their viewers want to have some impact in that. And like, that's what Songfinch is right now. It's a customer coming, sharing their story and getting that. And how do we make it even more collaborative down the road is like a big question for us as we continue to expand our product offering. Hey retailers, ever feel like your shopper experience feels just like everyone else's? That's probably because it does and it shouldn't. Bluecore matches online shoppers with the products they'll buy next across channels like email, on-site, paid media, social, and SMS. With Bluecore's retail data and predictive intelligence, brands automate personalized content, offers, and recommendations for each individual shopper, enabling brands like Noble to increase conversions by 15% and drive a 46% increase in repeat buyers. Visit Bluecore.com to discover why brands like Noble, Express, and Bliss chose Bluecore to automate and scale their multi-channel personalization. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of All Killer No Filler. I'm Eric Dick. Today we have Ashley Gonzalez from Songfinch, as well as Dan Norcia and John from the Pilot House Digital Agency team. Uh, Ashley, let's start with you. Let's like let's talk about Songfitch. It's such a neat concept. Can you walk us through the Songfitch business model? Sure. So Songfinch uses the power of music to create custom songs. So for example, I might be looking for like a meaningful gift for my mom. She has everything under the sun from every mug that says best mom ever, every family photo. You know, I'd come to Songfinch to help create a, a song to capture what she means to me. So you come to the platform, select her favorite type of music is country, uh, share a little bit about how you want the song to sound, fast, slow, meaningful, poppy, um, and then just write down some of those favorite memories, like some trips we've taken together, talk about how much she means to me, how much she means to uh, my girls as a grandmother, and then in four to seven days, Songfinch will take all of that input and working with over a thousand professional musicians, turn that into a song. Um, and sharing that song just really helps share all these memories, these hopes, these wishes, these inside jokes. It's just such an incredible experience that oftentimes we find it, there's a whole bunch of happy tears. Tears are always a very effective marketing tool one way or the other. I know that's terrible to say. But I will also just for, first uh, mention our editor, our podcast editor, Declan, has been a longtime Songfinch artist. And so when he found out that we were going to be doing this podcast, he was super excited because it's been a major part of his side hustle for, you know, basically since the inception. He was one of the first artists on the platform. So shout out to Declan. Yay, that's so great to hear. I'll say too, that's part of our mission is like helping uh, musicians make a living, you know, Spotify royalties sometimes average around less than 33 bucks a month. And like, that's really hard to make a living. And then on top with Corona, like they just can't do a lot of the gigs that they were used to. So we're really proud of supporting the artist community, providing this platform for them to create and and really make some money on it. It's so cool. There's, there's so many, you know, we talk about the creator economy all the time. And usually we're talking about people who are making funny, quick edited videos. But with you guys, it's this whole other audience of, of singer songwriters, I imagine. Like, uh, can you talk a little bit about, is it, is, has it been different amassing an audience of these kind of creators versus like influencer marketing creators? 
Yeah, totally. And I'll say too, in our early days, a lot of people thought Songfinch was creating like funny songs or like kitschy songs that we're like used to hearing like radio do. But really, it's a lot more heartfelt for that. And so um, from the musician side, we're looking for these these very talented musicians. They're writing these songs full of details from people's experience. Um, they're putting it to music. They often play like many instruments. Like it's just amazing how talented the artist pool is. And and there's so many great musicians out there that that can contribute in this space. Take me back to the the a little earlier in the business's life cycle. What were what were those early signs that you knew that you had a really like big growth potential with this with this business? Yeah, I think two things. Some of our early growth was really around word of mouth. Um, you know, it, it's a digital product. We're giving a song. That's like kind of hard to explain. There's a little bit of a learning curve. But what we found is that when people were sharing on social media or talking about it, these reveal videos, these where they filmed somebody, they're gifting it, they're crying together, they're laughing together. You hear this music, like it just really explains not only what a Songfinch song is, but also like really the emotion of giving it, the power of creating this moment. And so word of mouth and then also social media spreading these videos like really helped um, kind of get some growth there. Um, music is also very subjective. It's hard to tell like if it's great or not, but we're super proud of, we have over, I don't know, 6,000, 7,000 five-star reviews of people just raving about the product. Because when you really do take these hopes, these wishes, these memories and put it to music, there's just a real great power to it. And working with talented music musicians to do that it just really resonates with our, our customers. Almost every client that we we talk to on this podcast is selling a physical e-commerce good versus something uh, intangible, uh, not intangible, but just, you know, a song. Um, are there any drawbacks to selling things to not selling physical goods? And, and also, are there any benefits? Yeah, it's definitely fun and challenging when you're building a whole new category. Um, some challenges are like organic search. You know, there isn't the search volume around something like custom songs or custom personalized songs or even like create a song as a gift. That volume, we're building that right now. We're building the awareness and the demand for this. Um, and then finally, like we, we definitely have some add-ons that are physical. You can put your lyrics in a beautiful frame. You can order the sheet music. But like how do you visually represent a song is something that we wrestle with a lot. Um, and so we've really leaned into like UGC to share that experience, to be able to show not only are you going to have this song that's full of your memories, it's going to create this type of experience. Um, but on the plus side, like we were able to create really hyper personalized products. Like it's hard to imagine something more personalized than taking your life story or these memories into a song. Um, and then small things like we, we don't have to worry about shipping um, during the Q4 rush when it's been kind of crazy. So yeah, definitely some challenges, but a lot of fun there too. I wanted to ask about repeat purchases too. Are people, do you find that people are buying, um, same people are buying songs for different people in their lives? Or is it more like a chain where the people who get a song bought for them will then buy a song for someone else or both? Yeah, we experience both. I'd say I personally, I, I made a song for my sister first and then my mom. And now I'm like building this entire album of my family. So finding reasons to create one for my dad, for my brothers, for my husband. And like, I think I'll have this awesome like LP of like my family and what they mean to me, which would be really cool. Um, then we also see customers who kind of like do it for every stage in life. They they have an engagement song, then a wedding first dance, then a first kid song. And uh, it's just like really special and meaningful. Um, and then you're right. Yeah. Like the recipients come back. Um, we're super excited. We, for Valentine's Day, launched this like hint feature. So like if you want a song about you, um, you kind of leave your husband's email address and have him get the emails and fill it out. So we see a lot of that gifting back and forth too. 
Um, what were your early experiences with things like Facebook ads? What, did you start with running those internally or did you go with an agency right away? Yeah, we were playing a little internally. We also played with a couple different agencies. It was a hard nut to crack because like I said, it's a new space. There's a little bit of a learning curve. Um, but we were really excited when we found this team. We were looking for someone not with answers because I think Facebook and, and Google, all these platforms can change on an instant. So there aren't really answers. What we wanted was like a partner who would help us figure out a framework to test, to experiment, to get these learnings and, and continue to scale that way. And that's so far been Pilot House. Uh, working with this team here, we got John, uh, who's leading the buying on the account. John, what, were you, what, what did you think when this account landed in your lap? What, what were your first thoughts? It was definitely really exciting, like trying to promote something that wasn't, yeah, like you said, a, a tangible product. Um, so it was definitely pretty interesting, like, you know, kind of navigating how we were going to start promoting that and stuff on Facebook. Um, but I think like once we got into the account and, you know, kind of realized that potential with a lot of those reveal videos, a lot of that kind of UGC driven stuff, we knew that it was just going to be huge, essentially, like uh, trying to get that like really good you know, emotional UGC is something that we like, especially here at Pilot House, like we always strive to look for. So having so much of that to test was was great right out the get go. I'm going over the ad library now and I see a, I see a very specific theme and it very much, it's funny, one of my good friends is named Eric Tosco and he runs a business called Shine On Jewelry, which is a, a print on demand jewelry business. And, and so, and they specialize in these niches of jewelry where it's like a lot of times it's like full out, like a poem is written on a pendant or something like that. Like to my daughter who understands that I'm a firefighter and I put out fires for her and build a life for, so people write these long, long poems on jewelry and the model that he says to anyone who's trying to sell print-on-demand jewelry is crying is buying. Um, and so can you talk a little bit about that connection like, and how, how you've leveraged that into the advertising experience? Yeah, so I... I think, again, it, there's so much emotion into, like, gift giving in general. Like, you want to be a great gift giver. You want it to be good for you as the sender and the recipient. And so I think it's helped us explain what the product is and really convey that emotion um, when we're able to do these reveals. The other cool thing is, like, people are so proud of their songs and they're so proud of this, like, great gift that, like, we get a lot of that UGC inbound and, and people want to see it and validate it. You know, it's, it's a new product. We're a relatively new company. Seeing someone else have success with it has really been a way that we've been able to grow our audience. Dan, have we made any Pilot House uh, song finches yet? Have we made any like anthems for Pilot House? I feel like we've got to do that. Yes, I believe the uh, Google team had one made for each individual member of the team, which I <clears throat> I heard got rave reviews. I'm, in, I'm embarrassed I didn't think of it first. <laughs> Just so I know, what what how many axes is uh, Songfinch engaging with Pilot House right now across our different services? Obviously, Facebook with John. Are we doing Google as well? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, they've been helping us grow our Facebook and the Google space as well. Have you seen anything? Like, have you seen one of the things that I'm, I talk with Saul all the time? I talk with the Facebook team. I'm always interested in the way that Google and Facebook play together. So I love it when we have clients where we're kind of doing both of these things. Um, either John or Ashley, have we been able to see any synergies by running sort of both Facebook and Google under one roof? Yeah, yeah, I can jump in there for that one. Um, yeah, we added Google a little after Facebook. So, you know, we were able to kind of push on Facebook uh, just like a lot in, you know, top of funnel specifically. And then once Google kind of hopped on, we moved to this, you know, efficiency kind of way of looking at things. So, you know, Facebook does 95% of the prospecting. That's basically all we run 
And then we've seen a ton of success with, uh, you know, that benefiting, you know, the whole ecosystem and Google having a ton of direct branded search and just seeing some like great scale there. And they've been able to push top of funnel as well, uh, which is awesome to see. But yeah, I, I think definitely the account really started to, to, to scale when Google hopped on and, you know, we all got going. And, uh, and it's been scaling, it's scaling. It probably, you probably had a pretty big Black Friday and you're now headed into Valentine's Day, which has got to be a, a really money holiday for Songfinch, Ashley. Totally. Yeah, we, we were super excited. I think we hit our December goals, I don't know, halfway through the month. We actually just crossed our January goal already. So everything's trending in the right direction. We're super excited about the growth that's ahead of us. That's awesome. Have you dabbled much with influencers? Like I can just picture like an influencer who gets a song written about them and it's filled with things that other people know about that influencer. I'm, you know, I, I just feel like there's a really, there'd be a really cool opportunity there to get that out. Have you done much with influencers? Yeah, we, we've dabbled a little bit. We were kind of using podcast advertisements a little bit as influencers. So buying space on that audio platform, having them create a song for like the other host or maybe even their mom and share that. And then we're really diving into, into influencers a lot more this year as well. I think of influencers and TikTok kind of being great opportunities for us to grow, you know, uh, TikTok's super interesting because I think it does the best job of marrying both the visual and the audio portion. And audio is so clearly important to to us that I think it's a good place to expand um, as well as and like how influencers even play in the TikTok space, too, I think is really interesting. It's a real natural fit, too, because it's like the amount of TikToks that I've seen where people are like, I want to create a song like this. I'm going to create and, and they like create the song on the fly as part of the TikTok genre. So even just the creative process of creating a song, Finch could be very much like incredible content for TikTok. Have you have you partnered with any of your creators on that? Yeah, we've we've dabbled a little bit in that space too and I I think that's where we see the future. Is like what what's very evident is that um, content creators are creating all the time and their viewers want to have some impact in that. And like, that's what Songfinch is right now. It, it's a customer coming, sharing their story and, and getting that. And how do we make it even more collaborative down the road is like a big question for us as we continue to expand our product offering. Ready to scale your customer acquisition with creators? Meet Incense, a creator marketing platform helping brands scale using authentic, mobile-first videos and images from a vetted network of influential content creators. For an extra spark in your ad performance, check out Incense's one-click influencer whitelisting solution so your ads look like they're coming directly from an influencer. Sign up now and get $400 on your balance to work with creators at incense.pro. That's www.incense.pro. How big is the Songfinch opportunity? Like how many, like it's got to be pretty big. We think so. I mean, you look at like just the custom gifting space is something like 30 billion, but that's just like giving gifts. You know, when we start to talk about collaborative products or like creating content, you know, I, I think of it a little bit as being anyone who listens to music and like find me someone that doesn't. That, that seems to be like an absolutely huge opportunity there. Have any of these songs broken into the mainstream at all? Like, has anyone ever, you know, got their song posted on the radio? Or is there a play ever to have these songs, like, be on Spotify and be, you know, for, for public consumption? Yeah, I, I think that's definitely where we're heading in the future. You know, we see we see that behavior. Our, our customers want their song on streaming, on Spotify, on Apple Music, so that they can listen to it there. So it fits into, like, all the other library of music that they're listening to. And so I think that I think that's definitely an opportunity for us to head towards. 
if I had a love song written about me, I would want, I would definitely want everyone to hear it. So I, so again, that's another driver of growth. When people get a song written about them, they're going to want to share that with the world, which again, you know, just drives the growth of Song Finch more and more. It's like you're, you're having growth kind of coming from all angles. How, how are you reaching out to creators at this point? How are what's your strategy for, for bringing new creators onto the platform? Yeah, it's it's a lot of inbounds, you know, like there there are people who are seeing what we're doing, it resonates with them and, and they're coming to us. But I'd say too, from the from even from the musician side of the house, you know, musicians are they, they use their life experiences, what they've been through to create their art, like their music. And with Songfinch, they get to see a slice of a lot of people's world. They get exposure to a lot of other experiences, life events that maybe they haven't had yet. And so it kind of helps inspire them too, to become better musicians, to be exposed to more life events and have, have more inspiration to draw on, both when they're working for Songfinch and then elsewhere too. John, as uh, leading the account on the Facebook side, what are some of the things that you're, you're most excited about? Obviously, Valentine's Day is going to be a big one. Yeah, yeah, Valentine's Day is big. I mean, it's proven to be bigger than December already, which is pretty exciting. So we're just kind of getting into the really big Valentine's Day rush. So yeah, immediately, definitely that holiday. Um, and then I guess just moving forward, like you kind of touched on it, but yeah, really diving into like the influencer side of things, I feel it could be really big because... 90% of everything we're running are these like UGC reveals and they just absolutely crush on our end. So getting kind of that voice behind, you know, that personality behind some of these videos, I think could be a pretty big opportunity. And then what are we doing? I know we love to use pre-sale pages. We love to use, uh, you know, landing pages in order to, especially when there's a concept that needs a little bit of education. What what are we, are, are we doing much in the way of like landing page design or is it mainly running directly to the Songfinch site? Direct to the Songfinch site right now. Yeah. They uh, they underwent some some pretty big site changes right before we hopped on. So uh, really, we've seen a lot of success driving to the homepage, um, and it's valuable to us. So they we get that page view, we get a little bit of brand exposure as a brand new brand that's building, and then have additional like email opportunities down the road. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? We we hit on it a little bit when we talked about your growth opportunities for both people rebuying songs and people you know buying songs after they've had one bought for them. What does your your email marketing strategy look like on the back end? Yeah, a couple things. Like one, we try and personalize as much as we can. So if we can understand that they're looking at country musicians versus R&B musicians, or if they're looking at anniversary playlists, first birthday playlists, try and specialize it there. We also have the option to leave a reminder. So let's say that you definitely want a song finch for your anniversary, but that's not until June. Give us a note, drop us that date, and then we'll help remind you beforehand so that you can have that awesome song um, on, on your anniversary date. Cool. I see that you're the the price point on the website is is 199 and that's like a starting um what's the what's the most expensive song that songfinch has ever produced oh that's a good question um most songs come out to 199 and then people can add on you know the printed lyrics or something like that what we have seen though is uh, i think there's there's a mom or a couple couple people out there who literally are making like albums of their family so they come in and make one big purchase of nine songs of 12 songs and they're doing it for each of their grandkids i think we had someone do we have someone come in and um the whole entire company had been doing so well so they bought one for all the different employees to celebrate like a promotion and like a raise of funds um so it's really cool when we see people come in and kind of like have that massive buying experience and then and then they get 12 songs like like again an entire album that they can then listen to which is just really cool 
Yeah, like it's funny. I've just gone through Christmas here with with an eight year old, and like just bought her all these things, and uh, most of them aren't being played with already. I've kind of noticed, and it's like I, I just feel like as a society, we're we're kind of like we're still we're still a materialist society, but there's I think people chafing at it a little bit more, where it's like the, you can only have so many things, and so these opportunities to create like hyper meaningful you know moments with people that last, you can play over and over again. I just see as a massive opportunity. I can totally relate. Like, I, I think I'm coming up on, I don't know, my iron anniversary with my husband. Like, I don't want to get him anything iron. Like, I think this is just like a way more meaningful way to like talk about where we've been and what we're what we're doing and where we're going. And so, um, yeah, we hope so. And I think I see it in my life too. I was Googling uh, about Songfinch earlier and I saw some of the PR pieces that you kind of have out there with, for instance, the, the, your partnership with The Weeknd or, the, you know, t- taking some, I think it was some investment money from The Weeknd. We always love when people can work in, you know, Canadian pop stars into their, into their funding rounds. How, how has that, has that been impactful? Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, again, the future is like empowering musicians on the side of it too. And so to have The Weeknd, um, as an early investor, like helping us figure out how we can best serve the community of artists at all the different stages um, is just going to be super vital to us. Um, so we're super excited about him and, and a lot of the other interests that's coming in right now in the music community. I can't quite get a weekend song yet, though, right? He's not doing that. <laughs> not yet. Could be coming. Might cost a little bit more than one ninety nine, but um, <laughs> we'll keep you add, posted. Add five zeros on there, and I'm, I'm <laughs> sure he'd he'd knock it out for us. And then you also have a partnership launching with School of Rock, which I just didn't realize wasn't just an awesome early two thousands Jack Black film. But this is a way that you're feeding your creator economy, I guess, right? Exactly. So School of Rock has locations all across the U.S. Um, We're very talented musicians and teachers, like instruct kids with like a music first approach. It's really cool. I wish I would have done it as a kid rather than boring piano lessons. Um, But they are, they're a huge resource of these amazing musicians that um, are working with the kids, but then have personal aspirations and also looking additional ways for them to continue to hone their craft and their songwriting skills. And so we're super jazzed to also be a a platform where they can continue to learn um, and, and develop their skill. Well, it sounds like you're hitting your goals. I I imagine on the, on the scale side, hopefully on the ROAS side as well. But I just wanted to ask like right now, this is a question we usually have for the the regular D2C podcast, but I'll throw it out here. Um, so, you know, imagine a scenario where we are able to secure a $50,000 grant that you don't have to pay back. Where in the business would you be applying that to see the biggest growth in 2022? That's a good question. I I still think it's customer acquisition for us right now. Like we are just uh, in the infancy of getting the word out about this product that I think there's huge um, awareness that we can be doing on various social platforms. Me being just a growth marketer and experimenter, I'd love to be testing on on some of these things like TikTok, um, more radio ads, you know, the internet radio, streaming TV, I think is interesting. And so I think for us, um, it just continues to be customer acquisition. We have an amazing product that has great product market fit that gives rave reviews. How can we get more people to experience it now so they can keep using us um, throughout their life? And you're probably, I, I don't want to assume, and if you don't want to say, you don't have to, but I assume you're also like some, some brands s- survive on, you know, breaking even on the first purchase or even a little bit less because they know over LTV, uh, the LTV, they'll, they'll make that up. But are you, are you actually driving profitable conversions from that first purchase? Yeah, we're able to drive profitable right off the bat. Um, And so it it just helps us be able to grow aggressively right now. Good job, John. And good job, Ashley, for having the product, which is really where, you know, really where it comes in there. But I'm glad to hear that the relationship is working well. John, from your end, what's making this such a success? Yeah, I mean, like our team has chatted about this, you know, ever since 
Ashley and team hopped on, but like they, they don't really feel like a client to be honest. Like I, I feel like we would, you know, they would be coworkers alongside us here at pilot house. So just that like right off the get go is, has been super valuable, but yeah, I mean like Ashley gets the industry and that, that helps for sure. Mostly free reign on the creatives. Like, like mostly like, have you, have you had any issues where you're trying to push stuff that Ashley's not down with, or is it pretty, pretty much of the same mind when it comes to creative? Yeah, I'd say it's like pretty much of the same mind. Yeah. Like I, I think we're all like pretty aligned, you know, obviously when we first hopped on, like there's, there's a small little curve of uh trying to get totally up to date on types of messaging and creative and stuff like that. But yeah, after that first week or two, like we just, it was, it was all gravy. Dan, you've been, we, we've kept you, we've kept you in the dark on this. Any, any, any comments about this? this Cause you, you were the first point of contact in the, in the song Finch relationship. Any, anything to add? Uh, no, I just want to echo what John said. Um, like from, I mean, our, our earliest conversation, Ashley, uh, I believe that my notes to the team were Ashley will be one of the greatest clients that we ever signed. Uh, and I think that is, that is proving true. Very, very aligned in terms of like, um, communication style as well as, you know, uh, goal setting and making sure that we're all on the same page. We all have the same goals. Um, so it's been great. And well, she is a D to C, uh, newsletter and podcast fan as, or, or, or some, some people in the organization, or I don't want to put words in your mouth, Ashley. Very much so. No, it's, it's, we were, I was super jazzed to be here. My whole team was super jazzed. We've been, um, uh, you know, converts to the D to C podcast slash newsletter for quite a while. So, um, it's an honor to be here. Nice. Oh, well, it's great to have you. Uh, thank you for sharing the song Finch story and yeah, let's stay in touch. I can't wait to see how this account grows. And as you implement some more of this, you know, this organic stuff, as you, as you grow your top of funnel, like YouTube, you know, that's the other thing I know. I know we talk a lot about YouTube being the, uh, the front end or the, the top of the funnel for, for Google. I just, just with how cinematic all your offerings are, I imagine that's, that's a huge opportunity as well. Totally. Totally. Yeah. We're looking for some great growth on that platform. Anywhere we can like meet customers where they are and tell meaningful stories. That's like where we want to be. And so, um, we're so excited that this, this team can help us get there. And if they can shed a tear, all the better. Hopefully we don't make John cry because uh, I know he's a sensitive soul. Uh, but <laughs> thanks for coming on today, everyone. This will uh, this will be out on Saturday. Look forward to it. Cool. Thanks. Okay. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C podcast. We'll see you next time.